strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Hi, and welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Robin. And I'm Jen. And tonight we are going to talk about the glass delusion. I always, I always say quiet after I introduce it, just to see your reaction. You're like, I'm sorry, what was that? Because I said, is it the glass? The glass? Delusion. Delusion. Oh, and then, so the other thing I thought it might be was the glassed no. illusion. And then I just started thinking about terrariums. No, the glass illusion was the most popular madness of the Middle Ages. Over the course of history, we have seen and heard about a great number of insane rulers. Some have been bloodthirsty tyrants, while others had the craziest ideas. In 1392, King Charles VI of France's brother Louis took a liking to a woman, not his wife, forcing Charles and his army to ride out and fight the army of the French Duke. On the way, Charles was stopped by a mysterious old man wearing white, screaming that the king had to turn around because he had been betrayed. Army soldiers chased the guy away, but Charles was very disturbed because at that moment, one of the pages accidentally hit his helmet, which made a big clanging noise. So the king turned around and screamed to kill the traitors and instead struck down one of his own men. Charles seemed to be sure that Louis was a traitor and then attacked him. It took several of his knights to restrain him. Some years later, Charles and Louis went to a ball where Charles had decided to show up in costume with a few of his men. The costumes were referred to as the wild men and were made by covering them entirely in linen, then covering the linen with pitch or a dark substance, sort of like tar. And then they covered that with yellow flax. As a precaution, all of the torches in the room of the party were moved to one side to prevent any accidents because they they would have just gone up in flames. Charles had moved off from the group to flirt with a lady. Seems like a terrible costume. Like, why would you wear a flammable costume to when 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 your only source of light is, is fire? Entitlement. I'm just saying, people. <laughs> Entitlement. This is what, what it gets you. So Charles had moved off from the group to flirt with a lady. And Louis, claiming that he wanted to find out who Charles' men were, grabbed one of the torches, carried it over to the men, and he thrust it in one of their faces to see who he was, causing a fire to erupt since the material that they were wearing was highly flammable. All of the men but Charles were burned. To death? Yeah. So over the next few years, the king started to go into strange spells. During peace negotiations with England, Charles VI was hunting when he developed a fever and began having convulsions. So this was then clearly visible that something was wrong, and he continued to have these spells, about 44 different attacks. He would rage at the people around him, grew fearful and extremely paranoid, and had to be restrained during his fits. Some of these spells could last for days or even months, and he would even stop caring about his personal hygiene and grooming to a point that his servants sometimes had to cut him out of his clothes. It's called schizophrenia. During his spells, the king grew passionately fond of Louis' wife because she would calm him down when no one else could, and she was constantly at his side. Modern doctors are hesitant to positively diagnose the historical illnesses since they can only go by surviving records that may be inaccurate. Charles VI and his grandson, Henry VI, are frequently diagnosed with schizophrenia, but Charles VI seemed to have something a little more, and they declared that the glass delusion. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level 
the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. <laughs> Podcasts on yeah, podcast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. So when he wasn't having one of his spells, he was a sportsman who was rarely found indoors, and he enjoyed exercising in motion. But when he was having a spell, he was a totally different man. He would sit in a room completely motionless for hours at a time. If he did move, it was with extreme caution. As he was questioned about this, he said that he was made of glass, and any wrong movement would shatter him. He refused to have others touch him and even wear protective clothing to keep him shattering. To maintain a perfectly serene environment, he required all the windows in his palace to remain shut, and anyone who wanted to approach him had to do so on tiptoe. I don't know what the tiptoe is about, but... I mean, I guess he didn't want the floor to wobble. To wobble. I mean, it's a castle, so I mean, I'm assuming it's stone, so there's it's not pretty a lot of sturdy. wobbling. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash narratives and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com slash narratives to get started today. So this belief was not specific to Charles VI. It was actually oddly specific to the time period of the 15th through the 17th century. For about 200 years, people around Europe suffered from the delusion that they were made of glass. There are a number of reasons why King Charles VI was considered insane during this time. For one thing, madness ran in the king's bloodline as a sad outcome of intermarriage between relatives as European kingdoms paired up their children to gain rights to each other's territories. Inbreeding. England and France claimed each other's land in the Hundred Years' War because their royal lines were intertwined. With this can cause hereditary diseases on numerous thrones and psychotic disorders were considered pretty common among the rulers. So Charles may have jump-started the whole glass thing, but the disease gained a certain aristocratic mystique, no matter what they were actually entailed. So the glass illusion slowly gained popularity and became more and more common until the 1600s when it turned into a genuine cultural phenomenon. Many cases of this illness were noted in books like The Anatomy of Melancholy, but it became part of a popular culture as well. Miguel de Cervantes of the Don Quixote fame wrote a play about the disorder called The Glass Lawyer. People wrote poems and stories about the disorder and were considered pretty well known. And then it stopped. While there are occasional people who have delusions in which they are the objects of glass, there is no longer a real glass delusion. So, or perhaps there never was, but plenty of smart people documented it and stayed well known for 200 years. But how can a disorder like this simply vanish? I don't know. Because it never existed. <laughs> so despite the all, zeitgeist. <laughs> so despite all of these odd rules, uh, he was actually not a cruel tyrant. So King Charles VI was popular and was never removed as a king. Nevertheless, political power was taken from him when it became clear that he could never effectively make decisions or concentrate for long periods of time. His uncles and his brother often made decisions in his place during his difficult dark periods, and Charles VI died in Paris on October 21st. 1422. 
So I'm going to get into a little bit more about some other people in history that had developed the glass illusion. So he wasn't just the only example. He started it. And then it basically came like, oh, well, I know He's someone like else. He's like the most well-known yeah. very first example. Yeah. Some of these people you probably won't because I, I didn't know who they were when I, when I read them. You have to tiptoe towards me because I'm made of glass. <laughs> Sometimes I feel I'm emotionally made of glass. I'm a very delicate, delicate flower over here. So um, one day in the late 1840s, so now this is way past the king's time, there was a woman named Princess Alexandra Amelie, the 23-year-old daughter of the recently abdicated King Ludwig I of Bavaria. She was making her way through the corridors of the family palace, and her relatives noticed that the highly intelligent woman, the young woman, who also only wore white, just like kind of the king did. She was acting even stranger than usual, so Alexandra was walking sideways through doorways and labyrinth hallways, tiptoeing and carefully turning her body so nothing could touch her. When asked by her family what she was doing, the princess explained that she had just discovered something remarkable. As a child... She swallowed a full-sized grand piano made entirely of glass. And now it recited inside of her, wholly intact, and it would shatter if faced with a sudden movement. Holy wow. What would you do if someone said to you... <laughs> no, I have no idea. A 23-year-old, right? 23-year-old. Intelligent. 22 years there, yeah. has been normal, beautiful, intelligent. Just, oh, she's walking a little funny. You're like... Why is she walking sideways through these doorways? Princess Alexandra, what are you doing over there? Well, I want you to know a secret. I've heard, so I've been around some profoundly mentally ill and psychotic individuals, both in my personal and professional life, just so we're clear. Mm -hmm. No one has ever told me that they swallowed swallowed a piano or any musical instrument for that matter. I mean... Well, what would you do? I honestly would have thought like a miniature one, like the little dollhouse is one. Right. Like, did you? Sure. You... I'm sure she had a dollhouse. I'm sure yeah. the servants had to carve her the tiniest, tiniest little beds for her little dolls. Cute. So over the next few centuries, the delusion spread to the courts, monasteries, and universities of Europe. According to researcher Gil Speak, who wrote the definitive paper on the glass delusion in 1990, Two notable 16th century doctors, Alfonso Panche de Santa Cruz, the physician to Philip II of Spain, and André de Lorenz, physician to Henry IV of France, told the story of an unnamed royal who believed that he was not human, but he was a glass vase, or vase, however you want to say it. So according to de Lorenz, the nobleman was otherwise highly intelligent and well-spoken. The royal spent much of his time lying on a bed of straw to protect himself. Fed like up. a weird princess in the pea situation. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, worse than that, a bed of straw. At least prince in the pea, I have a lot of mattresses. That's true. So fed up, the man's physician ordered that his bed of straw be set on fire and that the door to the man's room be locked. So when the man began to beat on the door begging for help, the doctors asked him why he wasn't shattering despite the violent movements. The ploy worked. He said, please open, I'm begging you, my friends, my dearest servants. And according to the PhD candidate, Elena Fabietti, whose work focuses on the cultural history of transparent humans, he said, I don't think I am in glass vase, but just the most miserable of all men, especially if you will let this fire put an end to my life. So it's like a weird depression. Mm-hmm. I just like that. What, what did you say she studies? The history of transparent humans? Transparent humans. 
So <laughs> there are recorded references throughout the Middle Ages and into the 17th century of people who believed that they possessed glass hearts, feet, and heads. Others thought that they were actually glass flasks, or in this case, like vases like the other guy. A mm. container, a vessel. A vessel of some sort. Men seem to have a certain predilection for glass buttocks or buttocks. I'm doing it. Like, like their buttocks is yes. made of glass. Which would shatter if they sat down without a pillow strapped to their behind. I mean, once again, this is mostly amongst royalty, right? Yeah. Entitlement. I know, I know. Sorry, I'm singing a lot during this episode. Another man believing he possessed a glass rear end was also beaten by his doctor in the hopes that he would realize that it was his flesh that was sore from the thrashing, not glass. How awesome was that doctor's day? I mean... He's if, like, tell me more about your troubles, I'm, you rich piece I'm of shit. If I'm ever going to be a doctor, that's the kind of doctor I want to be. You know? Just come on. You think your bus made a glass? Come here. Yeah, Give me for a second. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. I'll just throw a tomato at it. You know, like something. Here's an apple. Throw a tomato at someone's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> what made you go straight to tomato? <laughs> of all the things you could throw. Because I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the squish. <laughs> like of all the things. I don't know. So, so what exactly was the cause of this manifestation of mental illness? So scholars at the time, including Britain, uh, attributed that it was now discredited diagnosis of melancholy, a kind of noble depression, often linked to aristocracy and genius. In a uh, case of some royals, contemporary psychologists speculate that believing one was made out of glass could also be a way of expressing how one was vulnerable, fragile, and exposed that they felt in certain public positions. So it was another way of expressing humanity, sensitivity, and perhaps a desire to be left alone, especially if you're a royal and you have all of this constant... I know. Uh, we like, should you know, all like, feel bad for the popular kids. <laughs> I just don't. But no, it's like the, the constant... Like, no, it's, like, um, it's like a Kardashian complaining about yeah. the limelight. It's like you're born into it. You feed into it. And That's it's what like, I was I'm trying to think of the word limelight. It's just... It's difficult to digest that it, we should be... We should feel so bad for them. I think that... I mean, this... I get... I get that they're human, and I get that they do feel exposed. And yeah. especially royals at that time had so little choice and actual like free free will but can you imagine the difference now right so let's say the kardashians did have this glass illusion i can understand that between the constant social media and just everything and then compare it back to the 16th 17th century where these people just lived in a castle, you know? And, right, but it, and then they, they held exposed, court. Yeah. And they have to go to all these parties. They're forced to marry their cousins. They're forced to have babies with their cousins. Exactly. They have to strap on that damn corset every day. Yeah, but in this case, they had they, they hid themselves in rooms that were locked, the windows closed, bordered yeah. up, wore certain protective clothing, stood still, sat still in a chair for hours at a time because it was afraid that was going to move, it was going to shatter, you know? So it was just... Yeah. How whatever happened to them to it get is. them to that point, but apparently there are a lot of people throughout history that actually went under the same spell. You know, it's so weird. This is a weird one, Robin. This one's really weird. So, particularly clear glass was a precious commodity, mostly found in royal palaces, churches, and government buildings. A historian of psychiatry at the University of Toronto has some fixations with innovative materials that have been reported throughout history. So, before the glass illusion, there are people who believe that their bodies were composed of earthenware and during the 19th century people actually started to believe that they were made of the dominant construction material of the day concrete our modern day delusions tend to involve technologies and sufferers may have 
believe that the government has planted a microchip in their brain. Many people do. Right. Yeah, and how... Or the people are listening. How computer is constantly monitoring them. So honestly, yeah. I think every century has or, yeah, some just, type of yeah. this kind of delusion. Hmm. So when the author Giovanni Boccaccio was called a man of glass in 1393, he responded with a retort that could be understood by every human from low power to high priest uh, princess. We were all glass men subjected to innumerable dangers. The slightest touch would break us and we would return to nothing. So that was the story of the glass delusion, a disease that made people think that they were shattered to pieces. Just another notorious narrative. If you enjoy our episodes, you can also go to patreon.com slash notorious narratives, where you can access exclusive content. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to be notified when a new episode is available. Keep it weird and never stop exploring. <laughs>